Welcome back to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Now, guys, I have a very special treat for you. I know you've all heard of Arthur Frommer and his guidebooks that take you all around the world with all of your questions already answered, itineraries planned, just all great information about the destinations that you're interested in going to. Well, I have his daughter here on the telephone with me. Pauline, welcome to the show. Well, it's lovely to be here. Thanks so much. Well, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show because I have used your guides, the former guides, you know, throughout the years. So I am quite familiar with them, as I know our listeners are, because I think everyone has heard of your guidebooks and they've used them to help them plan and research for their vacations to all of these awesome destinations that you all cover. Well, we've been around for nearly 60 years now. My father founded them when he was a GI in the Army. Uh, He was actually sent during the Korean War to Europe and uh, wrote a little book that eventually became Europe on $5 a day, which changed his life. And we've kind of kept his tradition going in hiring real journalists in the places that we're uh, covering. And I think uh, that what, that's what makes the, the guides, well, I would say so darn good until today. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, tell me about you, though. So if your father started them back when he was a GI, when did you start traveling and participating in the family business? Well, I started traveling at the age of four months uh, because every year my parents had to go to Europe to update Europe on $5 a day. And this was in the years, the days before Port-au-Cribs. So they would push (laughs) me into a drawer for the night and that's where I slept. Um, And then I became part of the business kind of around the time uh, the Internet started. Um, Nobody really knew what to do with the web, so I became the first editor of Fromers.com pretty much by default since nobody really had much experience on the web they let me do it and um and it, i loved it and fromers.com is still a, a top site and and i do that in the books now well you know you bring up a really good point because i think for the longest as you mentioned we depended on having that hard copy in our hand having that guidebook right in our hands and now the electronics have really taken over a lot of things that were once print. So how are guidebooks today affected by this electronic world that, that we're living in? Well, it's been a rough uh, a journey for guidebooks, for newspapers, for printing, for books, book books, for pretty mm-hmm. much anything that's in print. Um, we've been hurt by the Internet. I won't, I won't put a sugar coating on it. Um, we always encourage people to go to fromers.com. All of our books are also e-books. Uh, but the fact that people go to TripAdvisor and Yelp and the like has hurt sales overall. Um, we're still a profitable business, but it's it's it has hurt sales, and I'm not sure if it's really improved travel. Um, you have to realize a lot of these sites are either being gamed. Uh, recently, 60 Minutes did a piece on on this young man who makes a living writing false reviews for large uh, hotel chains. Um, mm. And he, that's what he does for a living. So a lot of what you read on these sites are bought and paid for. And even when they are done by a traveler, 
you have to realize you're taking the advice of somebody who in many cases has only been to one place. So, for example, if they're writing about a hotel, they may think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but they don't know that right up the road okay. is another hotel that's actually nicer and cheaper uh, because they're, they're not doing the research that guidebook writers do, who are real journalists, to visit all the hotels, all the restaurants, all the attractions, so they can give you uh, advice that's based on knowledge and mm-hmm. sweat and hard work. Mm-hmm. I agree with you with that, too. And, you know, the additional thing with that, too, is that there are so many bloggers and travel writers now, too, that are part of the the whole scene of information online and people going to those websites, uh, those blogs, to get some of their travel advice. So how do you see the bloggers and those travel writers really making a difference? Not necessarily the the journalists that are traditionally known for writing for National Geographic or your your books. There are some some very good bloggers out there. Um, And then there are are some bloggers who are simply blogging in order to get free travel. And whether or not they disclose that, um, you never know. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And that's why you often read very, very positive Mm -hmm. (laughs) reviews on many blogs. I don't want to say that all bloggers do that. There are actually some terrific bloggers out there. Uh, But um, I think you have to be careful because sometimes what you read is disguised marketing. It's not a true review. If you go to fromers.com, we will tell you not only where to go, but where to skip. Uh, Because we know that travelers today, vacationers, have such limited time. And so our only client is our reader, and we try and tell you in a no-holds-barred way, in an opinionated way, what's with your time, what isn't, and why we say that so you understand whether or not to trust trust our opinion. Because sometimes, you know, you may have other, other thoughts, but because we have such good writers, like our London writer, in his book, he says, don't go to the changing of the guard in London. You're going to have to stand there in high season for three hours they're going to play ABBA tunes, so it's not going to be this grand display anymore. It's going to be a little hokey. Now, some people may not agree with that advice, uh, but he gives it because it's from the heart. He feels it's a waste of people's time in comparison to the other highlights of London, and he gives you his reasoning. So mm-hmm. you, you have the choice to agree or not. You know, you bring up also to a really good point, too, about, you know, that your only, you know, client is the reader. Because I, I know here on the radio show there, I have these really strong moments, and I have them often, that you really <laughs> realize that the people that are listening to your show, they're going to take your advice. And they may have been saving up for 10 years, and they're going to take your advice. So you really do have a responsibility to make sure that the information that you're giving is accurate and that it is current as well. So and I, that, I, that, I that it actually, we, we try I encourage our writers to also be savvy about the way they give advice, because sometimes the common knowledge is actually wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're working on a book on river cruises right now, and if you go to many travel agents, they're really going to push you to buy the airfare from the cruise line, uh, because that way, if, if if you miss the first port, um, you, they will take you to the next port. Okay, so for convenience, it may be better, but the better advice is to book it on your own. You'll pay 
a fraction of what you would uh, through the cruise line. You'll be able to choose your own seat, something they don't tell you you can't do. Mm-hmm. And if you just go a day ahead, which is the smart way to do it anyway, so you're rested, so you have a little time to explore before you get on the cruise, you'll absolutely be fine. I agree with you with that. There, there are so many of those little details like that that you really do need that experienced expert traveler to really tell you those kinds of things so that you do make a, a, a really informed decision. Absolutely. We have to remember the travel industry is one of the biggest industries in the world. Uh, by some estimates, one out of every 12 Americans works in the travel industry in some capacity, either at a restaurant that mostly serves tourists or at a hotel or at an airport. Mm. And so keeping an eye on what the current situation in travel is, because it's constantly changing. It's a very volatile industry. Um, we, we hire real journalists so they understand how the trends in travel will affect travelers. Like right now, we're living in the age of monopoly. Four airlines control 80% of the routes in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, Expedia has now gobbled up most of the major search engines or booking engines for travel. It owns HomeAway, the rental giant. It owns mm-hmm. Orbitz and, and Travelocity. And that's going to make a difference. That may mean less competition and higher prices. We're also seeing the same in the hotel industry. So knowing what these trends are, and we encourage our writers to put them into the books, to put them on Fromers.com, you become a smarter consumer. You get to travel more because you spend less in all price ranges, luxury to backpacker. Pauline, you're giving such great information. I'd love for you to hang on the phone while we take a break. The show today is brought to you by the Sapelo Island Birdhouses down on beautiful Sapelo Island, Georgia. Check out their website at sapeloislandbirdhouses.com or give them a call at 912-223-6515. You're listening to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Sugar man, won't you hurry? Because I'm tired of these scenes. 